First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. The National Council of Provinces has now passed government's debt relief program for Eskim. In other words, government will take over 254 billion rand of the debt owed by Eskim. The total, of course, is well over 400 billion rand. Eskim also agreeing to a three-year wage deal with workers in the last week. They'll receive an increase of 7% a year for the next three years. Hilton Trollope is a research fellow in energy at the University of Cape Town's Global Risk Governance Program. Hilton, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, everybody else. The huge debt that Eskim's operating under, the general financial problems that it has, is that a big factor in load shedding? Is there a relationship between the sort of burden of debt and load shedding? Uh, Stephen, there's no direct relationship, except that uh, Eskim's debt constrains uh, further borrowing, um, which it would need if it were to build uh, various equipment, etc. Um, and also just being under financial pressure stresses the organization uh, increasingly. But there's no direct relation between the debt and load shedding. We're in a relatively low stage of load shedding at the moment. I mean, we have it in the evenings. And this is not what sort of was predicted this winter. You know, we were told maybe stage eight. I've heard some predictions that it will probably get worse. How do you see it? Uh, Stephen, nobody predicted, well, nobody credible predicted what the load shedding would be from day to day or week to week. What was predicted, what was stated by the uh, people that understand is that we have a a large fleet of old, unreliable uh, power stations that break down. And uh, last year, uh, at the same time, we also had an increase in energy availability factor of some 7%. uh, so it goes up and down, but it's the trend and the, uh, that counts. So I'm very reluctant to comment on day-to-day or week-to-week load shedding. One, uh, the energy availability factor. One has to look at the big picture. And the other thing about load shedding, it's not just the energy availability factor that counts. It's also the total demand, and it's also the stations, uh, the fewer stations taken off the system for maintenance. It seems that we've had lower demand than was forecast for winter so far. I mean, there's still a lot of winter to come, but it also shows you how difficult it is to predict what happens in an electricity system and what demand will be. Well, um, we also had a large tariff increase, an economics 101, increased price, decreased demand. So uh, a lot of the demand increase has been attributed, although we can't say for sure, to the increased tariffs. And also the economy is really struggling, sputtering along. And also, so a decreased total economic production equals lower demand. I've heard various predictions, and I, I, I accept, of course, that you don't want to predict day to day. Some people have said that the real crunch point will be the third week of July or the first week of August. Um, I realize that, you know, this is a sort of impossible space. But we are expecting still a lot more cold weather. Cold weather does seem to play a big role. Absolutely, because heating loads go up um, when it's dark. People uh, switch on their lights and heaters and things earlier and huddle around at home. So, yeah, that's always the case. People, you know, it takes a lot more energy to heat water up. And that's one of the biggest uh, residential uh, areas of demand. So because the water's colder, the geysers use a lot more electricity, too. Um, going forward, uh, and again, depending on how things work, we've got three units out at Kusila. They could come back later in the year. Uh, we've got other problems. Are you expecting this kind of situation to ease slightly? And maybe as we get more electricity coming through from the private sector, companies, p- homeowners, etc. So in the, in the short 
term, let's call it the next few months, uh, I don't expect it to ease much unless we're lucky or unless what they do what they did in 2015, 2016 and hammer the stations when they should be taken offline. Uh, if uh, for political reasons they think they can hammer them until past next uh, year's election, there is that danger because um, one can do that. You know, you can your car needs a service, but uh, you just push it another 5,000 Ks until you do the service. And uh, you st uh, later on, you pay more because uh, maybe the engine seizes. I don't know if that's happening. But as I say, in the, 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 the shortish term, a whole lot of uh, factors can affect the energy availability factor that aren't necessarily linked to improvement in the condition of the whole fleet in the long, medium to long term. In the last 18 months, electricity policy has changed quite dramatically. I mean, there was a time not long ago when you couldn't really get above one megawatt for embedded generation. Now there's no limit at all. Is the policy now correct? Is it now going to enable enough electricity, enough generating capacity to join the grid? So, uh, Stephen, it looks like from nurse statistics on applications for registration, because uh, n not to get too complicated, but before you had to get a license, which is really difficult to build a generator, even utility scale ones, big power stations. Now you don't. You just have to register, which means you have to get a connection to Eskom's grid, which means meeting technical specifications. When they uh, made this exemption for generators, we've had a flood of private sector, uh, six to 10 gigawatts of power onto the grid. Uh, most of that's renewables. We expect that uh, already to, some of it to uh, start being under construction. And that flood in terms of actually being connected, fully constructed, will probably start in about 18 months time, a year to 18 months. And then within two to three years, we'll get probably an extra 10 gigawatts onto the grid. But all of that is going to go to private customers because what's happened is big mines, factories, uh, um, commercial operations, even some traders have signed contracts with IPPs, power producers. They're building these power stations, so they'll be sorted. And I've got nothing against people sorting themselves out if government won't give the service. But that still leaves the public system with a huge deficit because um, th the estimates by four comprehensive studies show that by 2030, we need 50 gigawatts on the system uh, to, to meet future growth for the economy, to grow, etc. Et so all the big uh, private companies, also uh, small uh, uh, residences like myself, we've got a whole lot of PV on the roof and a battery and an inverter. We'll all sort ourselves out. And the failure of Guedimantasha's department to procure new generation and put it on the grid will leave the public sector, the poor people that can't buy their own power stations, essentially, in the lurch. Thank you very much indeed. Hilton Trollope is a research fellow in energy at the University of Cape Town's Global Risk Governance Programme.